I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. There's Herzl, is in here! Beautiful goal! Walcott! What a goal! It's been flicked in by Alexis Sanchez, a quality goal from the Gunners! Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, the 24th of October. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, we hear from young Arsenal striker Tuba Akpom. Our Arsenal insider this week is Mark Bryans of the Press Association. As ever, Adrian Clark is back for another stint at the chalkboard. But we kick off with the weekend review. Arsenal took on Middlesbrough at Emirates Stadium in the Premier League this weekend, just gone, with Arsene Wenger's side looking to continue their winning run of seven games in all competitions. But it was the goalkeepers who took centre stage over the next 90 minutes. Flicked on by Negredo, looking for Troyori. He's done brilliantly here against Koscielny inside the penalty area. Still going, really good stop. The follow-up is another good stop from Pedacek. Two saves, one against Troyori, one against Negredo. And Middlesbrough set up, it's going to be a frustrating... Troyori looks to get the cross in at the far post. It's a terrific stop once again from Pedacek because Gaston Ramirez from around about five or six yards, his header was goal-bound, Martin. Here is Nacho Monreal. Now it's with Francis... Coconut, El Nenny, forward for Alexis. Alexis, edge of the box, let's fly! Great save, Victor Valdez. Really good hit, terrific stop, corner Arsenal. Ozil runs into trouble, it's won back comfortably by Adam Clayton. Clayton looks to release Troyore. Troyore's got some pace to get away from Coconut and still going forward inside the penalty area. Shoots, and that's another brilliant save for Pedacek. Fingertip stuff. Arsenal rightly had a goal ruled out for offside in injury time. After the match, Peter Cech was philosophical about one point. No, we had a few decent, decent openings. We had a few shots where the goalkeeper did very well, and and in the end uh, we didn't find the goal, which is a which is a shame. But uh, you know, overall they had uh, they had plenty of chances as well. So I think uh, I have to say that uh, maybe the draw is an even uh, fair result. Well, birthday boy Arsene Wenger next faced the media and gave updates on Santi Cazorla and Olivier Giroud. Because all I don't really know, because we have to see how he recovers on Monday, and uh, Giroud could be in the squad on Tuesday night. The Gunners will now switch their attention from the Premier League to the EFL Cup on Tuesday night. Unfortunately, Tuba Akpom's back injury will keep him from featuring in that one, but we'll still hear from him next.
21-year-old striker Chiba Akpom is certainly moving up through the ranks at Arsenal. He's been at the club since the age of six and made his competitive debut in the 3-1 victory against Sunderland just over three years ago. And has been a prolific goalscorer at age group level for both club and country. Here is Chiba's conversation with the Arsenal Weekly podcast about seizing any first-team opportunities that come his way this season. Chiba, welcome to the uh, Arsenal Weekly podcast. Um, start off, I spoke to the guys, a couple of guys earlier in the season about the difference between going out on loan, playing every week, maybe at a lower level, or being around the first-team squads with world-class players. You've experienced both. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Um, obviously, it's always a pleasure to be training with um, world-class players here. Um, especially as a young player, you know, you can learn so much from them. But the main thing is playing games. So to go out alone, obviously, it's a different experience, different players, different environment. But it's just for game time and experience. And um, obviously, I was at Hull last season, and uh, it was a big learning curve for me. You know, I really learned a lot from there, and um, gained a lot of experience throughout the season. Because you know, the championships is is a lot of games, there's a lot of ups and downs, and it's how you manage it. And yeah, I think I think um, it's helped me a lot, and I've benefited a lot from it because I've come back here with a clear mind, you know, more experienced. And yeah, preparation um, for games. So last season you were playing a bit more than you were this season. Yeah. Um, when you get your chance in games now, do you have to kind of stop yourself from maybe trying too hard? And kind of yeah, I think yeah, um, that's another thing because you know you've been waiting for that chance for so long. When it comes, you just want to, you know, you're just excited, you're just buzzing, you just want to take it as much as you can. And that's the thing where I think the 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 loan experience has helped me. Because whereas before, when I got that chance, I would like want to grab it and want to show everyone what I can do. But now, I, when I get the chance, I'm just coming with a more cooler mind, you know, wanting to play with the team more. And when you're a team player, that's when you impress everyone the most. So the main thing is when you get that chance, just stay cool and don't overreact. Just do, just do yourself, do you. You made your debut, like your first start against Nottingham Forest. What was that experience like? Yeah, it's a, it a, it a moment I've been waiting for for many years, you know. I've been in and around the first team since I was like 17. So I've been waiting for that day and it was a dream come true. And yeah, as I said, when the charts came, I just had to stay cool and um, show the boss, show the fans what I can do. Uh, thankfully, we got the win. And yeah, it's just a shame that I can't be playing in the next game due to injury. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm confident the boys will... How important has it been to see the likes of Hector and Alex kind of make, take that step into the first team squad? Does it give you encouragement or further encouragement that uh, yeah, when yeah. you take that step up? Yeah, it definitely gives me a lot of encouragement. You know, players that I've been playing with for many years with Alex and Hector. So you can only look at that and think, you know, I want to follow in their footsteps to be playing week in, week out for such a big club like Arsenal. And then um, it just shows you with a lot of hard work and patience. When you get that chance and you take it, you know, you'll be rewarded. So it's something for me to keep working towards. And finally, you've built quite a big friendship up with Jeffrey and Adelaide. Is it good to have someone in a similar situation as you, like in the first team squad at the same time? Yeah, definitely, you know. Um, he's, a, he's a really funny guy. I think that's how we get along. We like to clown around and that, me, Alex and him. And we're in the same situation, trying to break through and get into the first team. So, you know, we're always speaking to Alex and asking him what the experience is like and just trying to learn from him to be ready for when we get the chance. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good for me and Jeff to be making that step together. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! 
Would you believe it? Oh, Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, the three goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 29th of October 2011, Arsenal produced one of their greatest away Premier League performances of all time when they beat Chelsea 5-3 at Stamford Bridge. With the Gunners trailing 2-1 at half-time, Andre Santos and then Theo Walcott turned the game on its head. Bossing the show in the opening exchanges here of the second half. Chance for Santos! The ball by the looks of it. No, he's still got it. now, though. Walcott, half a chance! What are we going to see? Theo Walcott smashes Arsenal in front of Stamford Bridge! Juan Mata equalised for Chelsea ten minutes from time and that set the scene for Robin Van Persie to complete the most memorable of days. Away goes Van Persie! This is a great chance for Arsenal! Oh, it's brilliant! It's absolute class for Robin Van Persie! Now Arsenal can break away. Ramsey's there. Van Persie's inside him. Here's Arteta. This is dangerous. This could be 5-3. Van Persie lets it go! Robin Van Persie completes his hat-trick! We'll have another history lesson for you next time around, but up next here on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast, we'll speak to our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. So our Arsenal insider this week is Mark Bryans from the Press Association. Mark, great to have you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, just remembering, first of all, we were hearing that incredible 5-3 game against Chelsea, which was part of our history lesson. Um, what are your memories of that remarkable day? What, some five years ago now? It was, it was an amazing match, wasn't it? Yeah, it's incredible, really, for those, those kind of teams having those kind of games, you know, the, the big boys. They're very normally tight. We saw United against Liverpool last week. But for a game to, to be 5-3 in those kind of environments is always rare and always some of the most memorable we ever see, of course. Well, let's move ahead and much to discuss over the course of the next few minutes. And I suppose, first of all, yes, only a, a draw at the weekend just gone, but you go back to that Liverpool game at the start of the season and, and Arsenal have come a long way on the whole, haven't they? And, and further than I think a lot of people might have expected on some of that evidence. Exactly, yes. I mean, we, we, all, we all saw the Liverpool game on the opening day and I think a lot of people would have feared the worst, but, you know, they haven't lost since then. Things happen along the way. You're going to have slight trip-ups. You know, Manchester City and Spurs also didn't win at the weekend, so it, it might be seen as a missed opportunity, but it's also it's one of those dates that, that will happen, whether you're going to win the league, whether you're going to finish in the top four, even if you're battling at the bottom, you're going to have those days where you keep knocking and it, it just doesn't come. I think it is a little bit of a concern for some, though, isn't it, about breaking teams down. I think also maybe of the Burnley game, the Southampton game. There are still times, aren't there, where as good as Arsenal can be when they click, and we've also seen them grind out late winners and results as well to their massive credit, but there are still matches where they can't break their way through and, and batter that door down. Yes, I do, I do think that is a concern, and I'm sure it's one that Arsenal has, given the wealth of attacking and creative players he's got. You'd like to think... You know, Mesut Ozil could unlock a door against them. With all due respect to Middlesbrough and defence, they be promoted. But like I, I there are going to be those days. You mentioned it there, for example. We spoke to, to Theo about it a couple of weeks ago. When you look at the Burnley results, you think you know that that in the past would have been a result that they might that Arsenal might not have got because their resilience. Arsenal this season keeps talking about how this team has matured, and I think I think that's true. And I think that although the result didn't come on Saturday. 
maturity will now show in bouncing back and making sure they get straight back to, to the winning weight. One thing for me that's very important is Santi Cathola, and particularly when he plays in the in the deeper line midfield role, and he just brings that that guile, yes, but also that kind of energy and that presence sweeping up the field from deep. And for me, no major surprise in a way that he wasn't playing, and that was maybe a contributory factor to them not getting the win. But we understand he will be at least back pretty soon. Yes, I think so. I think I think Santi Cazorla is definitely an example of one of those players that. Unless he plays for your team, you don't quite realise just how good he is and just how important he can be. And that was very much the case on Saturday. You know, whenever he's not in that side, Arsenal has a wealth of players that can play in that position, but none of them can play that position as well as or in the same vein as Santi Cazorla. Yeah, I think the same vein is absolutely crucial, isn't it? And Aaron Ramsey at some stage to be another option who might offer some of those similar skills to come back. We'll have to wait and see. Um, let's just focus next then, Mark, if we can, on, on midweek, Reading. Remember the incredible 7-5 a few seasons ago. Uh, probably course, won't get yeah. that repeat, but uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good game. I mean, obviously there are more eye-catching fixtures this week in the EFL Cup when you look at You've got the Manchester Derby, Liverpool versus Spurs and, and all of those kind of things. But this one, I think, could, could catch the eye. Reading are doing well under Yapstam, who obviously has had a history against Arsenal when he played for Manchester United. And it's always good, as against Forest, for Arsenal to play these, these youngsters that at some point in the future, knowing Arsenal as we do, will probably be in the first team. We had a couple of them on the bench on Saturday, of course. So, it, whereas they might not be as as in falling to the to the eye ahead of the game. I think the, the Arsenal purists, they're, they're very enjoyable games. Yeah, obviously you mentioned that the likes of Jeffrey and Adelaide, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who were on the bench at the weekend. We're hearing from Tuber Akpom at the start of the... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The show won't feature, unfortunately, for a little while. But again, just that sort of player on the cusp. I'll throw Rob Holding into the mix as well. I was impressed with that young man for the first few games of the season. His time will hopefully come again. That's the way these players have got to look at a competition like this, isn't it? I mean, Arsenal's got, got pedigree for bringing these players through. And if you look at, they've only got to look at Alex Awobi, who's now an integral part of Arsenal's first team squad. You know, arguably he's more important at the minute than some of the established names because of that unpredictability that you can bring. So these young players, like Jeff Rainer-Adley, he's probably in a position now similar to Alex was last season. And he's got, he's got to take to my night and grasp it with both hands because they are going to be few and far between these opportunities in the first team but if he can grasp them like you say they were on the bench on Saturday and it, it, it can only get better for them and Arsenal is, is the right man to do that for them I think and they're in the right environment so you know let's hopefully see the best one from whoever the young players come out tomorrow night Let's just fast forward if we can then on to a couple of weeks time when got Spurs at home Manchester United away back in the Premier League. Do you think this will be almost the first really definitive phase of whether Arsenal are going to make a, a telling title push this year? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you take Liverpool at the start of the season, we mentioned earlier on, that was the defeat at home, albeit in, I'd say, rather strange circumstances. But they also rolled over Chelsea quite convincingly, having not really shown that much against them in recent years. Spurs will be a very, very important game, I think, for, for both sides, you know. I mean, there's certainly not been its power shift in North London, but Spurs are closer than they ever have been. I think that was proven last season. And, you know, there'll be all the cliches rolled out because it's obviously the same time as as our firework displays and everything will be going on. So I'm sure we'll have a few of those on the pitch as well. (laughs) And then with Manchester United, obviously, there's always that storied history there in recent times. So I think given that Jose's now in charge at United, I think that that could lead to those days returning, really. Mm, yeah, we'll see what happens there on the back of what happened uh, in a certain game against Chelsea at the weekend. Just gone blind me. Um, let's finish, if we can, Mark, with a few quick-fire questions. We like to do that with our Arsenal insider sometimes. So, how many goals do you think Mesut Ozil will score in all competitions this season? Well, Arsenal keeps telling us he's getting better and better at his finishing. So, I'd, I'll go, given that he got a hat-trick the other day, let's say 14. OK. Which cup competition... Will Arsenal go the furthest in this year and why? Uh, the FA Cup again, I think. I think the EFL Cup for Arsenal is very much a proving ground. I think any success in that would be you know, taken as, as, an, as a bonus. The Champions League, I think at the moment, if they're going to push for the Premier League, the squad might still be a bit too thin on the ground to, to go for both. So I'd go for, go for the FA Cup again. OK, which academy player do you think is the next to make that jump into the first team? I don't think you can look beyond Jeff Rayner Adelaide. I really don't. I think he's already shown in glimpses that, that he can do it. And he's just the kind of player Arsenal likes. He works hard, but he's got that attacking guy or he's got that 
that trickiness of a, of a kind of play that Arsenal's always liked. And yeah, I, I don't think you can look beyond Jeff at the moment. And who will score the first goal in the Reading game? Oh, wow. Well, depending on who, who's in the team, I guess. That's would part be of the beauty of the question. question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucas Perez. OK, that would be a very interesting development and a good one for him and for the club as well. Mark, thank you very much indeed for coming on to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. We appreciate it, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. I'm delighted to say that the one and only Adrian Clark joins us on the chalkboard as ever. Clark, a little bit under the weather? Uh, yeah, not feeling tip-top today. Thank goodness there's only one of me, uh, by the way. Uh, but yeah, not, not 100%, um, but I'll sold you on. Good, good. Now, we'll start obviously with our question on the chalkboard this week. Should Arsenal really, really go for the EFL Cup this year and use it, if nothing else as that momentum to then take into the league and, and keep their good run going. We've seen other clubs, Chelsea, Man City, do this kind of thing in recent years. I think there is a lot to be said about maintaining momentum and about using the EFL Cup to, to uh, perfect your first team and to really improve and fine-tune the areas of your team that you want. It gives people match practice. It, it gets partnerships to work together that little bit more often. I don't think... Arsene Wenger is going to go in unchanged for Reading. He's going to make wholesale changes for this particular game. So it's probably a moot point because he has always made changes in this competition. The, the thing this year, what I would say is that the backup players look pretty strong. And, and in, because injuries haven't hit us too badly as yet, let's, let's all touch wood as I say that. The guys that need a game are strong, first team ready players, most of them. So it's not as if we're chucking in a lot of you know, 16, 17 year olds for this particular game. So, so yeah, I think there, there are, I don't know, seven or eight first teamers that will want the game. And hopefully they'll be, they'll, they'll be married with the regulars in this particular one. But no, I think there's a lot to be said for using this competition. And if we were playing City, for example, in this game, my view would be to go in strong to not sacrifice the game because, you know, Arsene Wenger, he wants to win this cup, doesn't he? He does, absolutely. He'd love to get this one to add to his burgeoning locker over the years, <laughs> particularly in his birthday week. We'll wait and see. So, from side opponents to side opponents, I actually covered the, the West Ham-Sunderland game at the weekend just gone, and uh, in many respects, they were very unlucky not to get a point out of it. They're clearly not a great team, but mm. a point last weekend in the London Stadium might have just given them that that little bit of a springboard. Yeah, I mean, you've got to feel a little bit sorry for them. They've, they've battled for 94 minutes, haven't they, at West Ham, and then they get done with a last last kick of the game winner from Winston Reid. Possibly offside. It, it wasn't offside. No, David it's, in, it's in Cagliari. Yeah, he uh, wasn't offside. I don't know what David Moyes is seeing. I know that there's pressure when you're losing games, but... But you look at the replay, the player that was interfering was onside, so he had no argument there. David Moyes is panicking. He, he, he feels under pressure. He, I, I believe, and I, I don't like to say this because I like him and I think he's been a great manager down the years, but he's going to struggle. If he loses this job, he will struggle to get a top job again. And uh, So this is a critical period in David Moyes' career. He needs to get a tune out of the players. He needs to get some fight out of them ahead of this Arsenal game. And unfortunately, so far, from their point of view, they've just meekly surrendered you know they've done okay they've had decent shape but they haven't been super dangerous in the attacking third and at the back they certainly haven't been what you'd describe as stubborn 
couple of positives for me for Sunderland. I think young Jordan Pickford's an excellent goalkeeper. He's going to go far and already is. Uh, and also, Jermaine Defoe is a super player. We know that. But they're just not getting anything like the best out of his ability and his strongest areas with the formation they're playing. You need service. If you're Jermaine Defoe, you need balls put into the box. You need passes slipped through. He's not getting that at the moment. Um, it's... It, you know, Sunderland are just not spending enough time in the opposition half at the moment for him to, to get those chances. You're right to pick out Pickford. Obviously, it's a big game for him. We hope he's given plenty of practice by Arsenal in this fixture, but he is a talent. Kone is back in the team, and I think he, although not perfect, he is a centre-half that's capable of producing the odd heroic performance. So Arsenal need to be aware of that, and, and if anything, when they're, when they're burdening their attacks aim for the other centre-half. So would that be your key battle area, some of those mobile, pacey Arsenal forwards trying to well, stretch the... If you're the talking record. about a head-to-head, -head, one of our classic questions here on the podcast... Then, I am. Yes. Um, <laughs> Theo Walcott v Patrick Van Anholt. Wow. I, I know Theo, Theo wasn't at his best in, in the last game against Middlesbrough, but, I, you know, he's got to make hay in this game because Van Anholt... He does not know how to defend. I, I, I wasn't a great defender, so I, I know it's from glass houses and all that. But this guy makes so many rickets, so many mistakes. But he, he, he continues to keep his place because he's wonderful going forward. And he will try and push there, will cut the other way. So I think that battleground is really important. If Sunderland score, there's a good chance it will stem from his side of the pitch with Van Anholt. So, so it's not just as a weakling. I, I do think that side of the pitch is, is somewhere we, we need to keep our eye on. OK, so in a sentence, how do you beat Sunderland? <laughs> well, you beat Sunderland by not giving them a sniff. Do not lose concentration and give them a goal because the longer this game goes on, the more they will panic. The confidence is low anyway. It's all about draining that confidence as quickly as you can. Keep the clean sheet, get yourself an early goal and this can be a really enjoyable game for us. A face peers at the door. I think it could well be a patient awaiting Arsenal podcast editor. Is it Liam Roberts? Hello, I'm back. I'm back we missed you from... last week. Yeah, um, I think we cursed it last week as well. There wasn't a goal, was Can there? I just make a confession here? <laughs> I, I was doing the, the, the match commentary for Arsenal.com and as soon as it passed the minute mark where it meant that Russ couldn't win, it, I, I, I did a little mini fist pump. <laughs> and I just you felt... and Clark running up and down <laughs> the sideline. I was on the gantry and, and, and Tim Peters must have wondered, wondered what I was doing. But I was just, uh, yeah, I just pumped my fist and I just thought, well, I'm going to win because I felt Arsenal would score. So I was just... Well, I can't believe that it was a goalless one. So, so no one wins. Well, I saw you pre-match, and that's all you were worried about. You weren't doing any prep for the actual game. You were, you were just worried about where, what Dare time I the say first goal no, no. <laughs> Needs must. I need the points. So um, I had to rewrite the uh, rule book because I didn't know what to do after uh, after not having a result last week. Keep the same points, but we're going to go double this week. Two games. Instead of just uh, looking at the Sunderland game, we're going to look at both games and I'm going to ask you total shots Arsenal have this week. OK. So is this a double bubble points haul? Oh, I don't know about that. Shall we? If uh, no I'll points leave awarded last week, I think it's <laughs> no, good. We, the, come on, you're the, you're the, you're the, the, the ref here. You're the, you're the quiz master. So, but I'm, I'm thinking about you, Adrian. Either, you're either <laughs> going to get a, back into Yeah, but it. If, I lo if I lose to double points, then I'm really, I really have had it. Let's just stick to normal points. Right, I'm confident. I, I, can just, yeah, I can tell what kind of manager you would have been. Now. I can't Safe. <laughs> right, so double points. Well, Arsenal didn't have their usual number of shots against Middlesbrough, did they? It was, it was around eight or nine. Um, they have 
occasionally top 20. I think the record for any team this season is 34. Um, so with all that in mind, I think against Reading, we'll, we'll, we'll push about 18. Sunderland, do you know what? I think over the two games, I'm going to go with 18 as an average, which means I'm going to go with 36. Now, before you answer, Russ, are you going to actually play this fair and square for once, or are you just going to go 35? Or 37. Or 37. You say fair, you know, there's two ways to look at this. There's what is legal and what is potentially within the spirit of the Arsenal Weekly Podcast rules. My slightly negative tactics have given me a healthy lead so far. Um, no, I, I won't say one of those. I'm going to say 40. 40. No, that's, right. a fair, no, that's a fair Happy? guess. Yeah, I'm, no, that's a fair, fair guess. Yeah, I'll go with that. OK, we'll lock them in and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next Monday. Liam, thank you very much indeed. And Clarky, brilliant stuff as ever. Nice one, thank you. And of course, more from Adrian, all as part of the Match Day show, all the build-up to the Sunderland game this coming Saturday from 12 o'clock. And that is full time on this week's show. Our thanks as ever to Adrian Clark, as well as to Chiba Akpom and to Mark Bryans for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, clearly leaving us a five-star review in the process, then you'll never miss another episode. You can also catch us on Acast these days as well. We're back on Monday, the 31st of October, and until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners! The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.